0: So I'm going to do something a bit different with you today than other times. I'm not going to open God's Word and give you exposition today. Uh, We're going to do something on the kind of the big picture of NBC for a little bit today. And that's going to be fun. I'm going to um, try to keep you engaged in the process as we do it. I'm going to ask you a question as we begin. Why are you here at Bible College? Most of the time, when I ask that question, students are answering along these lines, combination of things like, I'm here because I want to know God better. I want to grow more deep in my relationship with Christ. They're saying things like, I want to prepare myself for ministry. I want to be trained for service. Answers along those lines. And you know what I say to those? Amen. Amen. That's exactly why you're here. That's why you should be here. That's such a critical uh, thing to have in your heart. You're not here to just get a degree and walk away with that piece of paper. You're not here so you can have boasting rights or bragging rights. You're not here so you can win Bible trivia when you go home for Thanksgiving. (laughs) You're here so that you can know him better. And so that you can be trained to serve him in all of your life. That's, that's perfect. So let me ask another question. Why is Montana Bible College here? Not just why are you here, but why is Montana Bible College here? I should have just maybe passed these out at the beginning. Can I get a couple of volunteers to help me pass these out? Come on up here. Trey, that would be great. Just... Pass these down those rows, maybe get them distributed for me. Do not be distracted by them handing that out. What you're going to see on the front of there is the mission statement of Montana Bible College. And I forbid you to look at any of the other pages until I direct you to do so. All right. Having said that, the mission of Montana Bible College, listen right now. Listen, listen, listen. The mission of Montana Bible College is to glorify God. Through biblical higher education, by training men and women for a lifetime of dynamic Christian living and service. There it is. Why is Montana Bible College here? That's why. It's our mission to glorify God through biblical higher education by training men and women for a lifetime of dynamic Christian living and service. There's our mission statement. That's why we're here. I want to talk through that mission statement with you just a piece at a time. Do not look at the other pages. Close it. Close it. Close it. Look at the front. Focus with me. The mission of Montana Bible College. To glorify God. Think about that with me for a moment. We are not here to glorify anyone else. We are here to glorify the one and only true and living God. Some people might say, well, you don't really need that in your mission statement. It can be assumed. And it could be. We could write a mission statement without that. Maybe we should. I don't know. But I'll tell you why it's in here. because he is the one who deserves all glory. And we are going to glorify him and him alone. No other gods but him Right? So we start with that. We're going to glorify God. How are we going to do that? We're going to do it through biblical higher education. There's lots of ways to glorify God. We can glorify God through worship and song. We can glorify God in prayer. We can glorify God in everything we do, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. But we're going to do it as a Bible college through biblical higher education. We're going to glorify God by providing a college education. We'll get to the for whom in a moment. We're going to do it through biblical higher education. Glorify God through biblical higher education. Then what do we say? By training. Stop there for a moment. How are we going to do this biblical higher education thing? We are going to be. Engaged in training. Training begs a question, doesn't it? Training for what? What are we training for? But we're going to engage in training. Equipping would be another word that we could use. We're going to equip you for what? Something. We're getting there. But we're going to train who? Men and women. Now, personally, I'd like to change that to something a little more specific. Because men and women includes everybody. We're going to train, you know, followers of Jesus Christ. But we're training all believers, men and women. This isn't uh, uh, only for these, only for those kind of thing. No, we're going to train men and women. Now, what for? For number one, for a lifetime. For a lifetime. We're not training you just for. The next five years. We're not training you just to go get a job. We're not training you just for a career or something. We're training you for a lifetime. That's our goal. A lifetime though of something, a lifetime of dynamic. You might say, well, that sounds like kind of an old word. Maybe it is. I don't care. It's a good word. It's a good word, a dynamic. That's opposed to things like stale, mediocre weak, limp, so-so. What word do you want to fill in there? No, we're going to train you for a lifetime of dynamic. That's alive. That's powerful. That's a life that matters. It does something. It moves things. It causes things. Dynamic, what? Christian living. You're going to live a life as a Christian. You're going to live in your family, in your friendships, in your marriages, in your child raising, like I was just talking about in family development this morning. You're going to live as a Christian, every aspect of your life. We're training you to live all of life, but also for service, Christian living and service. You're going to serve. Who are you going to serve? him, Christ. All of life comes under his service. You're going to serve as a Christian. You're going to serve his church, the bride of Christ, wherever you go. You're going to serve his cause as you take that everywhere you go. So we have a mission statement. That's why Montana Bible College exists. Do you realize that without y'all, Montana Bible College means nothing, matters nothing, shouldn't, it doesn't exist. We exist for students. We exist to train people. If there's no people to train, there is no Montana Bible College. There's no point. We exist to train people to know and love God with all their hearts and to serve him effectively in their life. That's why Montana Bible College exists. Now, I'd like it if you'd all grab your Bibles with me, and I'd like you to turn to Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, Matthew 9, 35 to 39. Okay, I'm going to have you do something else. I'd like you to get in small groups right now. Um, We are going to spend the rest of our time this morning in small groups. We're going to mess up the chairs. I think you can help me put them back at the end, okay? I'd like you to actually grab chairs and, like, circle them up into small groups. As few as three, maximum six. Go. Get that scripture open. I'll talk you through what we're going to do. Get in groups. Small groups. (laughs) It's easy if you want to move up to like the front. You can take your group with you. I'm gonna give you 10, nine, eight, you gotta get there fast, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, silence. Everybody be quiet and listen up as you settle into your groups. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 to 39. Somebody in your group should be there already in your Bible. Matthew 9, 35. I want somebody in that group to read Matthew 5. I'm sorry, I keep saying 5. 9, 35 to 39 out loud for your group. Ready? Go. All right, once you've read that text, zip your lips and be absolutely silent. Oh, everybody's finished it. So we saw in that text Jesus saying something really significant that has sent, if you will, shockwaves down through history. A thing that he tells them to pray for. Pray the Lord of the harvest to do what? To send out workers. How many of you, if I were to ask by show of hands right now, would say you have what you might call a life verse? You know what I mean by that? It's, it's that verse that maybe really defines you. It's been so significant in your life that you say, I just I hang on to that. That's a key thing for me. It's not that the rest of the verses aren't good, for but there's that thing you hang on to. When I look at Matthew 9, 35 to 39, I see something there incredibly significant for Montana Bible College. I'm going to come back to it in just a moment. In the business world, they talk about actually knowing what business you're really in. Have you ever heard talk like that? You'll bring a consultant in and they'll say, what business are you really in? And that could sound dumb. You know, you go, well, we're Burger King. We make burgers. I mean, what are you talking about? Of course, we know what business we're in. And yet there are some really powerful stories of businesses that actually didn't really know what business they were in. A telephone company. Actually, let's give two telephone companies. One telephone company thought they were in the business of selling telephones. One telephone company realized they were in the business of communication. One telephone company died when the telephone itself began to change and the technology changed. One telephone company thrived because they realized they were in the business of communication. There's important elements to that, and I could give you lots of different stories and I don't have time right now, but what about Montana Bible College? What business is Montana Bible College in? I would submit to you, I can find it right there in Matthew 9. We're in the business of Sending out workers into the harvest field, equipping those laborers to go so that they're ready and they go out into the harvest field. That's our mission statement found right there in the gospel. You could ask it this way. What are the workers supposed to do? These workers are we're going to send out. Well, of course, Jesus had an idea about what they were to do, didn't he? I want the first person who can stand up to quote Matthew 28,19 and 20. First person can do it. Stand it up, quote it. Come on. Somebody knows it. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. The Great Commission. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right, all right. Corey, you got it. All authority has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And I will be with you always until the end of the age. Thank you. Good job. Jesus knows what he wants his disciples to do, doesn't he? Make disciples of all nations. And it's followed by those uh, three participles that tell us how that's going to get done. The command is make disciples. He knows what he wants his followers to be. Who can stand up and quote Acts 1-8? Corey, I'm looking at you, brother. No. <laughs> who can stand up and quote Acts 1-8? All right, Emily's got it. But you sure power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you should be witnesses to me, both in Jerusalem and in Aldideia and in Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth. Well done. What are the disciples going to be? witnesses. What are they going to do? Make disciples. What are we training you to do? Be the workers who go out into the harvest field, be in disciple makers, be in witnesses of Christ, right? There is this heartbeat of what we're after here. Now, the mission of Montana Bible College is going to be relevant until the day Jesus returns. That mission doesn't change, does it? I mean, is he going to get to a point where he goes, "Ah, oh, never, never mind, you're, you're good to go. You don't need to make disciples anymore. You don't have to be my witnesses. No, that's the point. That's the end. When, the, when he decides that the world has heard the gospel message, then the end will come, says Jesus. So this is going to continue until Jesus returns. But will it always look quite like this? I mean, it's a nice room. You're sitting in pretty nice chairs. Some of you are sitting on the floor. That's not quite as comfortable. Sorry. You can get chairs if you'd like. You're going to be there for a few minutes. <laughs> no, things, some things change. Uh, there are some cultural philosophies that might change. Today, we're dealing with postmodernism and All the influx of relativism and tolerance and so forth that our culture has just bought into hook, line, and sinker. And our education of you, our training of you to be faithful disciple makers, to be witnesses needs to take that into account, needs to train you to understand that, to grapple with that, to go out into this culture and preach the gospel in a culture that believes in relativism and tolerance and all of that. So we need to do things like that. We're living in a post-Christian society. Basic Christian values and worldview used to be a given in this country. You could go back quite a number of years, and there was sort of a basic ethos that was permeating the culture, and and you kind of figured people were coming from the same perspective you are. Not any longer. Not even close. In a post-Christian culture that is becoming daily and more and more hostile to the gospel, you've seen it. In your own lifetimes, those who are older have seen it even more in theirs. The the shift and the movement that's happening towards this greater and greater hostility towards the gospel, toward you, if you're a follower of Christ. So do we take that into account as a Bible college? Yeah. To seek to train you to encounter that? Does Bible college always look the same? I mean... What if what if Bible College had to go underground like it is in some countries where Christians are persecuted would Montana Bible College cease to exist because they said you can't have a building anymore we're going to take that away from you would we cease to exist i hope not cuz our mission isn't done yet how would we change well we'd figure out how to do Bible College underground wouldn't that be fun? Some part, there's parts of me that I'm like, I, I just want to do it now anyway. I think it'd be really cool. <laughs> it would present some challenges. It would be different. But you could do it. We wouldn't have lost our mission because something like that changed. Technology changes. Um, in my lifetime, technology has changed the way students look for college How they apply for college, how they register for courses, how they pay their bills, how they get their syllabus, how they communicate with their instructors, how they complete their assignments, how they interact with the library, how they study. Technology has changed everything about college in the last 20 years. Some of you are like, really? Yeah. I mean, this might be your first experience with college, but technology has changed the way college works. And guess what? We ain't done yet. Technology is still changing rapidly. What does Montana Bible College do with that? Do we stay the same forever and say, well, we'll just do what we always done because we always like what we always had. Well, we actually have to grapple with changes, technology changes. What are we going to do with that? Course delivery how do you deliver a course um, is the what about an instructor at a distance? Some of you have experienced a course at NBC where the instructor wasn 't on site really? Yeah, what about students at a distance of course that 's happening all over the place as a college. We have to wrestle with that. Can we disciple people effectively from a distance? How does that done? How do you interact? How do you build community? how do you Get involved in someone else's life. So there's all these different things you have to grapple with. So I have a question for you now in your small groups. Something that you can discuss for a minute. What things are you facing for which Bible college needs to prepare you? What, what are you facing that Bible college needs to prepare you to face? Go for it. Discuss that for a minute. I'm going to jump into your conversations for a moment. and I'm going to change the question on you. I'm going to give you another question to discuss, and that is this. What do you think are going to be the biggest challenges for Christians in America in the next 10 to 20 years? What do you think are the, next, the challenges for Christians in America in the next 10 to 20 years? Go for that. Discuss that a moment. I'm going to break in again and change the question on you yet again. I'm guessing that if I asked for a show of hands right now, every group could put their hands up and say, oh yeah, we didn't have any trouble identifying some challenges that Christians will face in the next 10 to 20 years. Let me ask you this question. What challenges do you think Bible college, Bible colleges, I'll say plural, are going to face in just the next 10 years? What challenges will Bible colleges face in the next 10 years? Go. What do you think? All right, I'm going to break in again because I'm watching our clock. What I want you to understand right now is that what I'm doing for you at this time is that I have tried to help you in sort of a warp speed fashion feel a little bit of what it feels like to be a Montana Bible College board member. These are the kind of things that you have to grapple with. If you're thinking about what does it mean to be a Bible College board board member, you go, what is our mission? What are we here to accomplish? And you root yourself back in your mission again and again and again. And then you say, you know, what are we facing? How do we need to prepare students? What, are, what is our job? What are we trying to do with them? What are they facing in the culture? What does that mean? How do we prepare them for that? What is changing technology, culture, philosophy, all that? What's changing all the time? What are Christians going to be facing in the next 10 to 20 years? What are Bible colleges facing right now and in these next years? All of these kinds of questions are things that your leadership at Montana Bible College has to grapple with. They're they're not easy answers. I'll just tell you that right now. They're not like, oh, yeah, I know all the answers. I can't predict the future. I can't foresee it all. We have this incredible group of board members for Montana Bible College that has established this college and has helped it grow, and they are hard at work behind the scenes. They're wrestling with this kind of stuff. For you and for the future students, maybe some of whom will be your children someday, if the Lord tarries, what is this going to look like? what is it going to be? <laughs> I've been trying to tell you guys for a while through last year and in the summer months that, you know, we're working through a strategic planning process right now. We've got this strategic planning committee and this is the kind of stuff that you wrestle with when you're trying to think ahead and plan and, and go forward. And what I don't want to do is make you all feel the weight of that. Like, oh man, we got to figure all the praise God. You've got a group of godly board members. I didn't, i say, we'd appreciate your prayers in that. But I want to help you just see a couple of things in those next couple of pages. You can now turn it into the middle. There's a set of core values in there that we've worked through as we've continued to um, say, what are things that are going to distinguish or differentiate Montana Bible College, perhaps, from some other colleges. What are we going to hold dear? I'm not going to spend any time on that page with you right now because I just don't have the time. Flip to the last page with me quickly. It says three-year strategic goals. Now, we have this document spread out, exploded way out into goal language with specific people and timelines attached to that. All the stuff that our administration needs to actually work on these. But here are these goals. And they're each set out in a three-year picture uh, by like the end of this school year, three years out from there by June 2023. So each one. NBC, number one, will expand its academic program offerings by adding a workplace ministry degree and initiating strategic partnerships with sister institutions through whom NBC can offer professional degrees. Why are we doing that? Part of it's recognizing the place our culture is at right now in this post-Christian culture that we live. You know, it, it used to seem like mission field was over there somewhere, over there, wherever you took it. And we realize all the time now, you live in a secular environment. I guarantee you, most of you are working in the places you work. Most of you are working in a very secular environment with unbelievers all around you and opportunities all around you every day. So what is a Bible college supposed to do to train people? Does the church still need vocational workers? Absolutely, yes. So we're not doing away with vocational ministry degrees by any means. Do we still need to send missionaries to cross-cultural places? Yes. Are we doing away with that? No. None of those are going away. But why do we add something like a workplace ministry degree? Because we realize that if we're going to send workers into this harvest field, they're going to be implanted in all these kinds of places. Can we come alongside them? And in a wise way as a Bible college, allow people to get this technical degree through a community college or vocational trade school and get that skill that they need to have a job and then combine that with a Bible college education so we train you to be effective as salt and light where you're going to be in that workplace. That's why we are putting that degree out there. Now, philosophically, that's always been there for NBC. NBC. We've had a one-year certificate in biblical studies since the time the school was founded. That's great. That's the same philosophy that's there was to say, yeah, not everybody is going to pursue full-time vocational Christian ministry. That's always been there. But we're saying, hey, you know what? We can train students even more, more deeply, impact them more greatly so that they can take the gospel even more effectively into the workplace. Why are we adding some of those professional degree options? Same reason, because we know that Christians are going to need to be effective as salt and light in the workplace. And we understand that even in the environment we're in more and more and more, this is beautiful, by the way, more and more Christians have woken up to the fact that I cannot be an apathetic Christian who just lives my life and makes my money at my job and then volunteers a couple hours to my church on a weekly basis. No, more and more Christians, praise God, are realizing that all of life is to be lived as worship. And more and more young people like you guys are saying, I do not want to give my life working in some job just so I can earn a paycheck. I want to work in that job for the glory of God to take that occupation and use it for his glory. So that's why. Okay, I am like out of time, and I want to take you through six more of these goals. Um, I'm not going to do that right now. We have maybe, I'm going to just step on toes a tiny bit and go really fast here. I won't stop to communicate on all these. Number two, we're going to create a culture. It's about a culture here of unity, of love and trust built on our doctrinal statement, clearly articulated, a passion to love God and others, a shared vision for its future and a commitment to transparent communication. Those things, by God's grace, are already here as much as possible. And yet we want to foster that kind of culture and build on that because we know that more and more in the hostile world that we live in, that kind of culture is going to have to permeate This place, if we're going to be effective in training. Number three, clearly and wisely communicate our identity and programs to ensure sustainable enrollment, continuing to trust God and actively join Him in mission fulfillment. That is our mission students. If we don't reach students, we're not reaching anybody. That is who we are. So we have to say, how do we effectively communicate what we can do for students here so that they will say, yes, that's the passion of my heart. I want to be trained. Number four, we'll pursue non-traditional funding sources while growing its core of financial ministry partners to ensure it continues to operate debt-free and its students graduate debt-free. The government keeps talking about it. We've been doing it for 30 years. I, I don't want to brag at all, but, you know, there it is. I'm, I'm sorry. We, we've been doing this, and I know it's hard work. I know it's hard work. You guys are working your tails off, many of you. Working hard at jobs to earn the money to pay your way through school. But when you graduate debt free, I'm telling you, you're unhindered from pursuing the ministries God would have for you. And that's a wonderful thing. When the average American college student right now is graduating with 40 plus thousand dollars of debt, not a bad trade, but we have to pursue some non-traditional funding sources to make that sustainable for the long term. So your board is thinking about that stuff. How do we do that? That's territory we've not been in before. Number five, we have a dedicated campus plan by in three years from now and be on target in executing that plan to provide for its teaching, administration, campus housing needs for long-term health and growth. I'm telling you right now, that's a huge one. Thinking through that, location, possibilities, buildings. Do you have a large scale campus or do you have a campus light model? We're wrestling with those things, saying, where's the culture going? What's happening in that? What's the best way to position this college going forward? Do you just have a self-contained campus or do you have a campus that actually contains workplace on campus for the students? And ministry on campus for the students. Wow, there's some cool things to be thinking about. We're wrestling through those kinds of things. Number six, um, by June 2023, NBC will expand its board of directors to, ex- to add the expertise and capacity to support the successful implementation of the strategic plan. Um, our board of directors needs to grow, needs to continue to be developed. We're already signed up for some really cool training for the board for next school year that's going to infuse greater strength into our board. That's exciting stuff. Number seven and last, NBC will expand its network of strategic ministry partnerships regionally and nationally to provide more opportunities for students and graduates to increase enrollment and more broadly participate in synergistic kingdom-building work. I know that's a mouthful, but we realize that I think gone are the days when a Bible college in this country can exist as an island, unconnected from anybody else existing all by itself without working together. We are in a day and age when not only Bible colleges, but I think other Christian ministries really need to get a handle on this. We need to learn how to to work effectively as the broader body of Christ. And I know there's all kinds of challenges that come with that we've got to learn to do it well and do it faithfully, but I think it's essential that we learn to network really well. And it's one of the fun things to see NBC gaining greater and greater networking ability. Say like with disciple making ministries, talk to Micah about Sun Life Ministries. It's just one example of a ministry that we were networking with to provide better things for our graduates when they leave, to provide better support. All of that is exciting. There's my spiel for today. I hope you've gotten a little bit of a glimpse into what it means to be in leadership at NBC as a board member or the president. And I hope that you're excited about the things that you start seeing flowing out of this process. Have a great day and a wonderful lunch.